Have you ever wanted to just run away and live in the sunshine? Have you imagined a universe in which you could do this at no cost? Well, my guests today imagined that and they made it happen with their composting job on BLM land in Arizona. They leave the cold northeast each winter for sunny Arizona, but this year, instead of paying peak season rent, they are wintering in their RV for free. Find out what it's all about on today's show, Composting on BLM Land, your ticket to sunshine. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit and I'm a girl camper. I go places and do things with other adventurous and curious women. We camp like girls in tents, vans, travel trailers, motorhomes, and even cars. We travel solo and in groups to girl camping gatherings, large and small, to bucket list destinations with friends, or on our own to wherever the wind blows us. On this show, we'll talk about the qualities of a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party and you're invited. Stay tuned while we share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. The Girl Camper Podcast is brought to you by our consortium of girl camper friendly RV dealerships. General RV with 13 locations in the U.S., Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Bankston Motorhomes with three locations in Alabama and two in Tennessee. Also providing support and sponsorship for Girl Camper is Campco Manufacturing, makers of over 4,000 products for your RV, boat, and tailgating needs. And GoRVing.com, home base for everything you need to get started RVing. And of course, our friends at Liberty Outdoors, makers of the Max and Mini RVs. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, girl camping ambassador, blogger, adventurist, and podcaster, and this is episode 205 of Girl Camper, the podcast. I just had the pleasure of spending two weeks in the very welcoming Arizona sun, and with that came the opportunity to meet so many fellow travelers. We all travel for different reasons, but a common denominator for those in Arizona in the winter is the weather. Following the sun is what drives many seasonal renters and RVers to the Southwest for the winter. I had the opportunity to chat with Frank and Sandy Schrader about what made them dive in and become camp hosts. And today, we're going to learn how you can get started, what's involved, and where those opportunities are available. So stay tuned for Frank and Sandy's Camp Host Story. Before we head into our interview, I have some super happy news to share. Our charity raffle was drawn and it is a great story. So to backtrack just a little bit for new listeners, Forest River Manufacturing donated a brand new, all the bells and whistles added 2020 RPOD 196 to our annual Girl Camper Charity Raffle. With a little help from our friends at Spoonflower and some other sponsors, we decked it all out and we took it from factory to fabulous. 
For the last six months, we've been showcasing this beautiful trailer while selling $10 tickets to benefit Hold You Foundation, the official charity of Girl Camper. Hold You helps families with children in serious health crisis by assisting them with their everyday needs, like the electric bill and the car payment, those things that you just can't get a handle on when you've had to cut back your hours to take care of your child. So I love this about this charity. What they do is not what other charities do. They don't help you with unpaid medical bills. They help you keep the lights on. And that's why we love Hold You. So the Raffle Network, which is a third-party organization that handles all of the financial and legal matters related to raffles, assisted us. And live on Girl Camper Facebook page on Valentine's Day, I was able to hit the pick a winner button and instantly see the winner's name. So there was a little added drama (laughs) because I was in a hotel room. I was traveling in Florida and I was using my MacBook. I usually only travel with my MacBook because I record the podcast on it while I'm traveling. So I didn't have my Lenovo, you know, other computer. So I'm on MacBook. We're live. I'm staged this whole thing. Okay, everybody. And then I keep hitting the screen <laughs> instead of clicking it you know i it took me of course i can't read everybody's comments everybody's saying it's a macbook you can't touch the screen <laughs> so i finally clicked the arrow and the name michelle wyland appeared on the screen we had our winner after that little drama I want to tell you the other side of the story, this story from Michelle's end. So Michelle, who lives in Pennsylvania, was at her job at Lowe's Home Improvement when she looked at her phone and she saw that it was 10 a.m. Now she knew because I had posted on Girl Camper the day before that tomorrow I was coming on live at 10 a.m. We were going to draw the winner live. So she logged on to the Girl Camper Facebook page on her phone and she watched the drama and I repeatedly tried to tap the screen on my MacBook. And when I finally got it down and clicked on the cursor and the winner popped up and her name was there, she let out such a huge scream in the aisle at Lowe's that her fellow workers thought she hurt herself. And everybody came running to see if she was okay. So she was obviously, needless to say, flabbergasted that she won. She was in tears. She was so happy. She was joyful like anybody would be if they just won a $25,000 trailer. So later in that day, I was able to reach her by phone and she told me the story. So Michelle, like so many people, lives paycheck to paycheck And she had been meaning to buy tickets and time was running out. And she looked in her checkbook and she had $20 left in her checkbook the day before payday when she would get paid again. So she took that $20 and she bought two tickets for the raffle with her last 20 bucks. I love that part of the story. So Michelle has a dream of being a camp host and a work camper. And she has been saving for a tow vehicle and an RV so she can sell her little house and she can just take off and explore. She's been following Girl Camper for years and listening to the podcast, just thinking someday, someday. And her ship came in and her RV came in. And we couldn't be happier for her. Her little land ship has arrived and 
I love this side of the story. And as it turns out, Michelle actually only lives about two hours away from me. So Michelle has signed up for our camper college in Huntington, West Virginia. That's taking place the weekend of March 20th and 21st. Setzer's World of Camping has graciously offered to walk her through all the ins and outs of her new home on wheels. And then I'm going to tow it back to her because I'm, I'm driving right by her house on my way home. So... I'm going to tow that thing home. Michelle doesn't own a tow vehicle yet, and she's never, ever towed anything before. But we know she's got what it takes to do it. We all do. We just need a little help. We need a little pat on the back. We need someone to say, that's okay. I got your back. We're going to cover you, and we're going to stay with you until you got this thing down. And, and Girl Camper has so many things to help us learn these things. So camper colleges are one of them. Also, she's fortunate that she lives very close to our Pennsylvania Girl Camper Guide, Q Landis. And Q is dedicated to helping Michelle get on the road, too. I'm only about two hours from Michelle, so we're just going to smother her here at Girl Camper and make sure she's got she's got it down. She's going to feel so safe and confident. We're going to make sure she gets the right uh, tow vehicle that's big enough to tow that. We're going to make sure she has the right weight distribution hitch and anti-sway bars and everything is going to be kosher and as safe as possible. And then we're going to tutor her. We're going to get behind the wheel with her and we're going to help her until she feels safe and confident and she can get out there on her own. And the day is going to come where Michelle is just towing all around the country and thinking, wow, I can't believe this was something I was ever afraid of, you know? So she's going to do it. So I want to thank everyone who helped with the raffle. I really wish everyone could win. I really do. A camper in every driveway, chicken in every pot, that would be great. So especially thanks out there to Forest River for their participation and to Setzer's World of Camping. They have helped us so much with this raffle from, from our kickoff at their place to their camper colleges to little repairs we had to have done and little tweaks we wanted to do to modify the trailer for us. Setzer's has just been behind us a hundred percent the whole way. And I love that. They always go above and beyond the call of duty. Lynn Butler, who is a solo, uh, woman traveler, um, and a solo RV dealership owner. There are maybe a dozen RV dealerships in this country owned by women, and Lynn is one of them. And we we just get kind of a big charge out of the fact that Setzer's is owned by a woman. Lynn's husband is an orthodontist. So they couldn't have two like separate careers, and she bought that business from her mother, and we just love that. So when Ginny McKinney was done with that trailer, she took it down to Setzer's and they have cleaned and detailed it and gotten that unit ready. They're on standby to do the multi-hour walkthrough with Michelle showing her everything and they are hosting us once again for a no-cost camper college. This is where they teach women all about the ins and outs of owning and operating an RV. And that's all taking place March 20 and 21st. If you want to come, it's open to the public. It's totally free. You just show up there on Saturday morning, March 21st at 10 a.m. We'll be out there in the parking lot and we'll be walking through that trailer, answering questions, doing the things we do every year. And then we're going to be camping because why not, right? There's a KOA right around the corner and we're all driving to West Virginia for this and we are going to stay and we're going to do some kick butt cooking out there at the KOA. We never mind what the weather is. We just kick it up. We're so happy to be outdoors and to be doing things again. And it's always kind of our unofficial kickoff to camping season. So 
One last shout out to our friends at Campco who are supplying Michelle with her camping starter kit. So Campco makes these starter kits. It's everything you need to get going. It comes in a big five-gallon bucket, which you can later use to wash your camper with. And they always pitch in for charity, and I just love this. These camping starter kits, they have everything in them from the tank drop-ins that you need to you know keep your black tank fresh and healthy and you know full of healthy bacteria to your sewer hoses which you're going to need to get all that healthy bacteria out of your tank to the water filters and hoses everything you need to get going so check out campco for everything you need for boating rving tailgating grilling enjoying the outdoors Check them out on Amazon and find out what you need for all of your outdoor fun. It's always great working with Campco, and I have never called them up and asked for something for charity, and they have told me no. They say yes to me all the time. They're generous, 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 so thank you. Hang on a minute, everybody, because we're going to be talking to our friends, Frank and Sandy, about their life, camp hosting. And Michelle, we're happy for you. Congratulations. Welcome back, everyone. You know, part of the fun of traveling is all the people you get to meet. And I'm up here in Arizona in a little secret BLM land spot. And I've met lovely people. And two of the people I've met are Frank and Sandy Schrader, the camp hosts for our little spot of BLM land here. And they have such a compelling story. I asked them to come on the show and talk about what made you want to do camp hosting. So, Frank and Sandy, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for enjoying or inviting us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you know, I look at you guys here, and you're you're living La Vida Loca here. This is a great little setup you got going here. It is peaceful, good people so far. You know, and scenery. Can't for asking for better. And great, great weather every day. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, now. Once we get past the rain, yeah, but yeah. it's it's the people are nice. Having people from different places. Okay, that's yeah. really great. That's fun meeting everyone. So let's start at the beginning with this. I we've been chatting here, and this is your first year of camp hosting. So I want not your first year here in Arizona. Nope, nope, just first year camp hosting. Okay, so what brought you out to Arizona? As if we need to ask. <laughs> Well, I, my husband and I both had physical issues, so the weather uh, was a big factor in him coming out here. Uh, plus, uh, I have a breathing issue, which is asthma, and we were told that this is the best place to be able to breathe well. So that's what initiated our move out here. Mm-hmm. Has made a difference. I, I can tell you myself, my, I have not had one spot of trouble with my asthma since I've been here. Mm-hmm. But you guys have spent the three previous winters out here renting in Lake Havasu. That's correct. So I would think in this season, the rentals must be pretty high. They are, and they're also hard to get. Um, they're pretty full up. Oh, repeat snowbirds. It's yes. They wait until May. If they and things open up, people don't come back or for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And think, but you got to be right on it. We got lucky. Very, very lucky. She just happened to be that time mm-hmm. where she was the first. Because they have they're, they're, some are 20 years coming back same places you know type yes. of thing mm-hmm. and but you know prices of course like everywhere are going up mm-hmm. you know but uh, it's still if you know if it's this isn't for everybody this camping first mm-hmm. in park hosting we found it's it's been different it's been enjoyable but it's not for everybody i imagine 
So after three years of renting here, though, you were telling me, Sandy, that you and Frank used to come up here for nice walks and hikes to get out of town. Yeah. Is that we, how you became aware of this piece of BLM land? Well, no, actually, a friend of mine, somebody, one of the ladies that I met in town here, um, the first year we were here, had told us about this wonderful, quiet place to take a walk. And it was just by totally by fluke that we came up here. Um, it, it was good for my for our bodies to walk out here, and there was less, no traffic, so we could enjoy ourselves. And we even brought up picnics and camp made mm -hmm. our own campfires. And then we started thinking about how nice it would be to camp here, and not be able to get up in the morning and take a walk, mm -hmm. uh, be right at your front door. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if you're into photography like she is, you, this is the place. There are the pictures. Oh, the sunsets animals. have been oh. beautiful, hitting the sides of the mountains here mm -hmm. at night. And yeah. The animals, all you know, the animals, the sheep and the, the deer. And Mule the, deer. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk donkeys. about that in a minute because <laughs> I have, I've been keeping my eyes peeled, but let's talk about the process of how you became camp host because you used to just drive out here from the Catskills in New York yes. where your home base is spend the winters here in just in your car but then you came up here and you saw this and you decided wouldn't it be fun to camp host plus it's free yes so tell us about the process of applying to become a camp host i'm sitting here and like you said frank looking at the surroundings this looks like a coveted camp host spot but you applied for it and got it first right out of the gate well, the process isn't very difficult. There's a website for the BLM land, and also the town has their own um, host. It's two separate departments, but it was simple enough to give them a call, find out if something was available, and they directed us to go to their website and fill the application out, which was a very simple, normal, just like if you were filling out for a job. Um, they check your references. They go through the whole process. They want to make sure they have the right person. And um, when that was done, basically we had the position. They called you and said this spot was available. Well, not this spot. We can come up here. This is this is not particular for a camp post. We could pick any place we wanted. They gave us a general range of miles. So they told us to go somewhere in the two-mile mark, which this one happens to be 1.7 miles in. Mm -hmm. And we had scoped this spot out a year before because <clears throat> it was really, it was per perfect for us. And um, we have so I, I, I'm going to say where we are. We're oh. at Craggy Wash. Mm -hmm. Let's say we're at Craggy Wash, which apparently is very well known. I yes. came here because friends were here. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm here, I, I've run into friends at the Rubber Tramp Rally, and they're like, oh, you're at Craggy Wash. Oh, are you at Craggy Wash? Yep. Everybody seems to know about Craggy Wash. And I've driven past a couple of BLM spots on my way up here, and, and they look like just a field yeah. in the sun. They are. The other ones here, they're, they have their purpose. One of them is uh, known for the RV, the our four-wheelers. They like to play I out there. That. and yeah. So it's, they'd asked us originally to go to that one, but that was just basically a big dust bowl. This one is, uh, you get a little bit of everything up here. The views are great. As you said, the sunsets, sunrises are amazing. Um, the wildlife, you never know what you're going to see when you come up here. And just sitting and watching the air. I mean, it sounds silly, but just sitting there and watching. It's such a serene place to be at. And if you tell someone to put Craigie Wash in their GPS, nine times out of 10, they're gonna get it. Because mm -hmm. I sent somebody directions. It's easier to find. Yes. Okay, so you got the spot. <laughs> when did you arrive here? Do you have a contract with BLM or? 
Is there a contract, a set of expectations, something you have agreed to? Well, yes. No contract, no contract, but they like you to commit for at least the five months and be here. Um, you check people in, make sure they're not overstaying, listen to complaints and contact if you have to do law enforcement or just your boss to handle it. You don't handle it yourself. You just take them and back away and call proper authority or whatever. Um, then you have to, you know, pick up the garbage, you know. That people leave behind? Unfortunately, yes. They're not supposed to, but if they oh, do, no. you pick it up? No, this here, they say, bring it in, take, take it, it back out, would be preferred, yes. So, we just, you know. Because basic, there are no garbage cans here. No, they are working on that, but. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe next year. You know. So you checked the people in. You came by and said hello well, to me. I was here a day and a half, and you stopped by. You're very congenial. And um, you gave me a 14-day sticker for the window of my truck. And so when that 14 days has passed, what if someone doesn't leave? What's the system? Uh, I give them two days more, and then I tell them it's time to go. And if they're not gone that next day, then I do have to call the park ranger in, make mm -hmm. them aware of the situation, and then it's out they of my hands. It. Yeah, but I actually, I guess I do a little more than expected because I do come around. I try mm -hmm. to do it a daily basis, even though you already been checked in. Yeah, I stop in, try to say hi. You're a greeter, like it's, a Walmart right. greeter, except yeah, right. <laughs> right there, you go. Without you know, the vest, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just you know make sure everything's good, and nobody's got complaints, and you know. Yeah, you're you're anything. like a wonderful oh. host. You really are a camp host, and so, well, it keeps yeah. it, it keeps it very friendly, and I think that helps a lot. Because there's not any, um, there's no surprises. People know when they see him, they're thinking, you know, how much time they have left too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. having that daily contact with the with the guests that come in um, reinforces. Well, that lady stopped down the other day to say goodbye. She says we knew we seen something going on, but we knew Frank was going to be there to handle it, so we didn't worry about it. There you go. go. Now the lady last night, even though she's not any longer in our camp area, she had a problem way up there, but she called us because she knew. I know so proper. her problem was actually a medical one. Her husband had a, an incident. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, her yeah. husband had a medical incident, and she called to let you know. But, but let's talk about if you had a crabby neighbor, someone up at 2 in the morning with music or something. Well... The next day, I'd have to report them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, we're not supposed to be confrontational. Right. And if it happens, That's... just back away and then report it as soon as possible through the channels. Mm -hmm. And then it's up, they'll come out and then they'll handle it. It's been so peaceful here. How often do you get an incident in which you have got to call the ranger in? Since the end of October till now, which is what, second week of January? Mm -hmm. Only five times. That was it. It's mostly so been, in ten weeks. Yeah, it's roughly. At least yes. That, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just nothing serious. Just not leaving or noise has been the noise. two major. And but you know it's been excessive. That's excessive yeah. noise. So you know, mm -hmm. and uh, no nothing serious. No thefts. Knock on wood. You know. Right. Now I want to ask you about this. When yeah. when people come up here, a lot of people come up here. I I've noticed. We, I, there's no sights per se. We're we're on a dirt road, and when the rain comes through, it creates these spots almost. And cars going off the road have really, with their tires, created pullovers. So, but I've noticed 
people are very spread out. And from talking to other campers here, there is a rule, like an unspoken rule. You don't get in right on top of someone. You give people their space. Well, I think it's more than an unspoken rule. There's a, it's a 15 feet um, perimeter that you have to keep between yeah. you and the other camper. But most people... That's where the unspoken rule come in. Most it's way people, more than that. Yes, I mean what they people will. actually do. Yes, they will. They want their privacy. They want to be able to enjoy themselves. Yeah. It's, it's there are no numbered sites. Um, the sites change when the weather changes. So when it rains, it could change the the whole arrangement of sites up here. But it's wherever people have used the most. Same mm -hmm. with the the path that you drive up. That's not a really a road. It's wherever people drive that makes it passable. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for the thousand people that came before me. Yes. <laughs> where I could get in there. So Frank, um, is this a contract between just you or is it you and Sandy? Because you look like you're carrying the weight here. No yeah. offense, Sandy. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, no. It's just, just me. You know, mm -hmm. she, yeah. can, she can go out and meet and greet and stuff and everything too, but I'm the one that's Okay, yeah, so you have agreed to a certain number of hours a week? It's 25. 25 hours yeah. a week, so... And you get two days off, I heard. I chose that, but you could mm -hmm. spread the 25 over seven days if you wanted, or mm -hmm. four days. It's They leave it up to you to set the hours and the days that you want to do. So you sign people mm -hmm. in, you check in on people to make sure everything's going well, you pick up any garbage. Is there anything else that BLM asks you to do? Nope, that, that, that's, that's it. it. Yep. So you go off on your appointed rounds. How far up the hill do you go? Because this is five, six miles up. Well, I go two and a half miles. Okay. All right. And then there's, fortunate this year, they got another park coast. So they're three and a half miles up. Okay. But after the three and a half mile mark, um, the rangers take over from that. So okay. we're, so, you know, because so it's further out. So mm -hmm. I do from the mile to two and a half. So. <clears throat> well, you've got a pretty sweet spot here with the camp post sign. You're tucked in and you're surrounded. It's, you're in a little U here. So it's pretty dusty here. So I would think this little setup, you've got a lot of trees and everything around you. And we're sitting here watching the hummingbirds <laughs> come by your window. And this is a big site and you have generators on it. But you don't have any hookups here. None at all. Nope. This 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 area there's no hookups at all. No. So what no. do you do for water and for your tanks and Because this looks established here. Yes, we carry them in and out every day. We have two different locations. We are um we go to the BLM land, we can get our water from them and then we have a friend in town. If they're closed we can get it from her. Mm -hmm. But you can also purchase water in town as well. And our drinking water we do purchase separately. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. And what about your t your holding tanks and your camper here? We take them out every couple of days through the use of a portable tank. Uh, yeah, portable tank. Yeah. Okay, a portable mm -hmm. tank, and we take that to the BLM land. But if you are not a camper that's not part of the, uh, not a host, then you could take it down to the state park, and they'll let you dump it for fifty for $15. Yeah, I did that the other day. Right. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. They were as friendly as can be. Oh, happy yeah. happy to take my $15. <laughs> but also, on the way but... here, we found that there are plenty of places, like rest areas, mm -hmm. that you can dump for free. In Oklahoma, we happen to come across one, but there are there's a website, and I don't have it offhand, but it'll tell you where you can dump them for free, and most of them are like the um, 
the government-run rest stop areas. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty convenient. That is nice. I I found quite a few of those in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Right Arizona is touchy, though. They don't seem to have as much. I don't think they do because I Googled it on my phone and I used every camping app I have to find a dump station near oh. me. And there was a couple of RV storage places here mm-hmm. that have dump stations, but only if you store your RV yes. there. Mm-hmm. And um, there was something in town, but only available to members. So the state park is super convenient here. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then I was able to pay $5 and have a shower at the aquatic center. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. yeah. oh, yes. There's three spots that- um, the campground on the island. Oh, Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse. You can for go. For $5. And then, of course, if you're a member of Planet Fitness or any of the other gyms mm-hmm. in town, you can use their facilities as well. So when you guys are out here, what is there to do in Lake Havasu? Like, the town oh, seems to be goodness. pretty hopping. Okay, there's lots to do here. If you are interested, um, there's the Volkswagen bus uh, on the bridge, which is London Bridge, the original London Bridge. Also, they have different kinds of clubs where they focus on each different state. So we are coming from New York. You have Indiana, Florida, wherever you're coming from. All the snowbirds can get together. All the snowbirds can get together. And you don't necessarily know any of the other people, but you get an opportunity to meet some different people. And it, there's just from and there. the Balloon Festival The just Balloon Festival, up. yes. And we have this spectacular pyrotechnic show coming up in February which we have we go every day it's a four-day event and we go for every day to watch the fireworks because they're amazing this is up in Sarah Park which is the other side of town at the north south side okay so if you want to do something there is something to do here I would imagine the activity really picks up in the um, full season here like the winter season yes because I would imagine the temperatures are pretty high here in the summer and this town must dwindle down to nothing We've been told that um, in the summertime, last year, friends of ours told us it hit 123. And uh, you kind of, you go from your house to your car to work to your car back to your house. It's it's really hot, so. Well, I'm going into town tomorrow to see the Volkswagen buses. So I saw a couple of them, you know, and somebody said to me, oh, that's bugs on the bridge. All these Volkswagen (laughs) Beetles and bugs and vans are going to, and I saw really really cool vintage uh volkswagen buses coming in yesterday they're getting oh, ready yes. if you like old cars of any Love type mccauley they close the street down for two blocks i think it's once a week i think it's and thursday thursday for some reason and you yeah. go walk the streets there's places to eat and drink mm-hmm. and ice cream and mm-hmm. and then of course they have the um the um the big yard sale type on the street. Oh, the swap meets. And swap meets and yard sales, if you're into yard sales. Oh. Wednesday to Sundays. Always I mean, love a yard just sale. variety <laughs> of things to do. Fishing, if you're a and, fisherman. And everything on the lake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty out there. So, but if you're not down in town on the lake and you're up here, I've had some really great walks up here. Mm-hmm. There's some nice hiking paths. I noticed a lot of people with road bikes and mountain bikes going up and around here. Mm-hmm. So, I want to talk about what kind of wildlife is happening here. I, I'm i comforted by the fact that we're in the off-season for rattlesnakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, rattlesnakes and scorpions, which um, I would, I'm comforted as well. But some of the things that we've seen here while we've been camping, um, we've seen a mule deer not long ago, and then several more. There was about six of them, and they are amazing. They're, the one that we saw was a male, and his rack was 
I don't know, 10 point. It was huge. Mm. And then uh, on almost every day, we get to see the longhorn. Bighorn sheep. Bighorn sheep. Really? And, I haven't seen one yet. Everybody oh, keeps telling me. Right across the road. This is week. where right. they are. Well, they were here normally, but usually they're out in the front area. Yeah, actually all over. But okay. The one that we saw, we, uh, he must be the grandfather because his horns were, I mean, three feet across. Mm-hmm. And he looked kind of, he looked like a miserable old man because he looked kind of <laughs> grumpy. But he was, um, I wouldn't want to tackle him. Those horns him. are heavy. He's I'm sure. He goes around <laughs> and he's getting tired. And so, so for wildlife here, uh, are there any mountain lions, bobcats? What's the, what's the predator here? There you go. Mountain lion, bobcat, okay. coyotes. Coyotes, okay. um, they seem to, if you have animals, they seem to come into camp more often. If you have an animal, you know. So you have to watch um, it if you have a pet. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because smaller pets, they will grab and run off with smaller dogs. Yeah, they mm-hmm. will grab. So Scary. that's something to think about. Um, then the hawks. Um, oh, beautiful. Red-tailed hawks. Yep, real mm-hmm. nice. What is your favorite thing about camp hosting? I would, for me, just it, camping in general is the serenity up here, the peacefulness. Um, once the generator is off, I can just sit there and stare at nothing and be so comforted. And I think that it's this is a whole different world. And meanwhile, 15 seconds away, or not, is Walmart. So we're so close so to everything, close, yeah. but yet I can come up here and I can be all but me. And that's... Yeah, we can't be two miles from that mega Walmart. It feels oh. a world away. Frank, what about you? What is your favorite thing? Oh, definitely just being in the outdoors. I grew up in the outdoors. That's where mm-hmm. you'd always find me growing up. Mm-hmm. And this, this, just being in the outdoors <clears throat> and, you know, snapping the pictures of the animals or not. Just seeing mm-hmm. them is a bonus for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I got to say, uh, the people, I, you know, I... Uh, it's been a good experience. You're, you're one of, nice of the friendliest people. camp hosts I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we sign off, I do want to ask you about the, um, you just said something about the generators. So what is the rule for generators here? There is a quiet time. Um, you can run your generator all day, but from 10 until 7, seven. in the morning is quiet time. Mm. And that's when you have to shut them down. Unfortunately, some people don't listen to the rules, but most of them have been very good. I think there's only I been one. I haven't heard any. Well, there's only been one that had it on, and they're gone now. So mm-hmm. so from 10 to 7, you can expect to see or hear nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is your first year here. Do you imagine yourselves coming back next year? I think we're pretty much geared to it already, yep. Yep, we uh, think we're pretty much set. Got to check with the boss, see if he's happy with us. Oh. Uh, I thought know. he was talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was too, Sandy. <laughs> I just assumed he meant you. Right? You yeah. mean you're BLM? I, well, I'll, I'll put in a, a good call for you because <laughs> you are the happiest camp host and you're, you're like a greeter here. And, oh. you know, I you're, you're give five hours a day, but I can't imagine that it takes you five hours to do your rounds because you stop and chat with everybody and make everyone feel welcome. Mm. Uh, one thing... I'm, I should mention maybe is if you are coming up here or like anywhere if you're gonna take a hike and mm-hmm. you think you're only gonna be an hour take water take a rain poncho take some snacks um be prepared own, yeah be mm-hmm. prepared because in my, I've been with my other job and here we found people being unprepared get lost and turned around 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, you know, have fun, enjoy it, but be prepared. Yeah, so you, I'm glad you said that because you are retired from Parks and Recreation. I don't think we said that here. But um, if someone goes missing here, how do you even know, you know? Unfortunately, sometimes you, you don't. Yeah. Until somebody's missing them. Mm -hmm. You know, if they can get a call out or something like that, or they let somebody know ahead of time that, that they going. should be back, which would be, you know, you should do. And then, and in the general area, you that started you out and yes. yeah. let someone know. That's Have you had point. an issue with that? Out here, no, back home, I did. And fortunately, we found the people, but they were hours. They had a baby, they had children, no diapers, no water, mm -hmm. no snacks. I think there were eight hours. Yes. And the gentleman, luckily, there was thousands of acres, and he happened to stumble back into the campgrounds. What's yeah, you know, luckily, because nobody was missing him. He they had were an all angel. together. Mm -hmm, he yep. did. Yeah. And he fortunately, special. we knew the area. We knew there was log roads that weren't on maps, so yeah. we were able to locate him pretty quickly. But that's you know. Well, here I gotta give another right. plug for Craig's Wash here because there's great Wi-Fi here. Mm. <laughs> See, if you it get is. lost up here, you could call somebody. It's well, not at all. Um, we have some. It hit and misses up here. Mm -hmm. So, but one thing, as Frank was saying, when it gets dark here, everything looks the same. Mm. It's very easy to get turned around and get confused. And not all places up here have Wi-Fi or phone services. Mm -hmm. Not just Wi-Fi. So T-Mobile. Yep, so those are just the rules of just being a sensible, good camper. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I have enjoyed talking to you both <laughs> so much. And thank you for making me welcome in your little home here. Mm. I have enjoyed watching your hummingbirds. It's <laughs> been a treat. Appreciate it. Well, yes, it yes. has. Thank you very much for enjoying or for including us in this. Oh, you know, I th this thing, there's so many people who want to do this, and it's fascinating. And, and you're here all winter long and mm. you don't pay five cents to be here no nope. and so you're you you're pocketing that money mm -hmm. from that you've been spending on rent for the last three years mm -hmm. that's right and yeah. i heard you're upgrading the trailer so yes a little more space husband and wife a little more know? yeah you got a you got a nice size here with a little slide out but if this is going to be something you're going to be doing you could use a little more space exactly it'd be a little more comfort and bring a little more comforts at home with us mm -hmm. and uh, a little more peace of mind <laughs> yes yeah, so you yeah. definitely need to have a little more space when you're together 24 7. <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about santy <laughs> Oh. Oh. That never happens to me at home, but when my husband and I are camping. Mm -hmm. I travel so much that usually the first three days are like a honeymoon. Then it's like, could you just give me an hour? Yes. Just go for a walk or something. Yes. Yeah. That's that's it. I send I send him out now. Yep, yep. I send him out and I don't see him for three hours. I'm like, that's good. I need my space. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you've got all kinds of space here, and yes. thank you so much. Mm. This has been so informative, and you know, happy trails and enjoy the sun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. All right. Enjoy. Thank, thank you for coming on. Okay. Bye bye now. Well, that's our show for today. It was great meeting Frank and Sandy, and I have to say, I really enjoyed their little uh, setup there in the desert. I mean, they really had like the best site going there. It was so much fun. They had a little um, outdoor camp kitchen and fire pit going, and Sandy even had her own big tent set up there where she has her sewing machine and she does all her crafts. So if Frank is a little 
you know, too close and she needs a little space, she walks across their site and goes into her little portable tent where she sews. <laughs> I was just great. They're such a sweet couple and they've carved out such a nice slice of heaven there. And I wish them the best of luck and health and many, many happy years ahead of them enjoying the life they've created. I also want to thank GoRVing for their support. To learn anything you need to know about the RV lifestyle, check out GoRVing.com and find your way. We say it often. There's no wrong way to camp like a girl. There's also an RV for every lifestyle and every need. So hop on to GoRVing's Find My RV, answer a few questions, and see what the magic genie tells you is the kind of RV you need to fit your lifestyle. I love playing this game. It keeps telling me I should get a 30-foot classic Airstream with the rear bedroom and twin beds, but my husband keeps saying it's broken. (laughs) Take the quiz and tell me what you got. I'd like to thank our other sponsors, General RV, with 13 locations around the country, Bankston Motorhomes in Alabama and Tennessee, Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, as well as Campco Manufacturing in North Carolina. So thanks for helping make Girl Camper happen. That's a wrap, everybody. Have a great week. Happy trails.